Welcome to the Haunted Highlands. Episode 6, The Loch Ness Monster. Hi listeners, it's Megan, back at it again with yet another episode of Haunted Highlands. Yes, I did keep the promise, you can hold your applause, I will be back with bi-weekly uploads alongside mental health allows it. Although, who really knows with me, this could all end next week. Spooky, right? Also, just while we just get introductions and all that other shite over with, I want to add that I started back at college last week. That was a moment. It happened. I was present in the Zoom meeting, but also my audio was muted and my video was disconnected. But I was there, I was taking notes, and that's all that matters. Um... But, you know, that's on me for choosing a fucking practical course in the middle of a fucking pandemic. We shout out to any listeners who might be in my class. Believe it. Whoa. So what's up? I hope that you are all having a very spooky Saturday indeed. Now, before I jump right into tonight's episode, I want to preface this with like a somewhat of a trigger warning, for lack of a better term. If you don't want your dreams, for lack of a better word, um, crushed... Don't listen to this. I'll see you in two weeks. Maybe. We still don't know. For those of you who actually don't care or don't believe, let's jump right into Loch Ness. But not literally. Like, let's not. Like, because if I jump off a bridge, are you? The answer is no, or at least, like, you'll film it, right? Like, if I, yeah, put on my private story, you know, you know the drill. Fucking anyways, the Loch Ness monster is whom we'll be talking about at length tonight. So, what are we waiting for? Let's fucking go. <laughs> Kill me. Okay, sorry, I will continue in two seconds, but I was looking at the statistics, the stats, if you will, for my listeners, um, you know, who've been also listening to the podcast. really want to give a cheeky shout out to my two listeners, who were the only two who downloaded last week's episode, um, both from the United States, one in Washington, Virginia, and the other in Orchards, Washington. Um, I love you both very dearly. You mean the world to me, please. I'm begging you, follow me on Instagram or contact me in some way because I just want to give you all the love and joy in the world because you're the only support I get now. Thank you so I mean, it sounds sarcastic, but no, seriously, thank you so much. It's amazing. I have listeners that aren't just the one pal that I have who supports me. Woo! So, just to get us started off with some fun facts about Loch Ness for those of you who don't know or, yeah, don't know anything about it or. I've never been or whatever. <clears throat> for you, for you, just visualize a 22 square mile, that is 56 meters squared, body of water. It has a maximum depth of 754 feet and is a set and is the largest body of fresh water in the British Isles. However, in terms of surface area and depth, it's the second largest in Scotland. Loch Ness is located in the Scottish Highlands near Inverness. You guys. All know that I love my Gaelic, Gaelic, where we still haven't decided yet. So Loch Ness monster is Ubiest Loch Ness. As you can tell, I'm a fake Scottish person. The Loch Ness monster is a cryptozoology case. Cryptozoology is my new favorite word, by the way. Just fucking sends. The cryptozoology case that has swept the world and is highly debated. And you know, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Whether the Loch Ness monster is real or not. The first documented account of Nessie, 
dates back to 565 AD in which Saint Columba, through the power of prayer, and I am not making this up, stopped the monster of the loch from attacking a man. The locals who witnessed it were so moved by this that they all converted to Christianity right on the spot. Also, on what's known as the Maiden Stone, there have been multiple carvings which show a beast with flippers in the loch. In Scottish folklore, there have been many stories told of mythical water creatures. Since, you know, the 500s, there have been many a sighting of said Loch Ness Monster. However, in 1933, that was all going to change, since 1933 brought on a ton of new sightings and essentially revolutionised and started the whole Nessie Loch Ness Monster conspiracy and was essentially, for lack of a better word, a cultural reset. So let's get into that. I don't have an exact date of when this happened, but just know it was in 1933. So, the Inverness Courier, which is the local paper for Inverness, I guess, printed a story of a couple reportedly seeing a, and I quote, a dragon looking like a monster diving into the loch. Which, if you know anything about Nessie or anything about all that, that's a pretty good description of whomst we believe Nessie is. Later, in 1933, the Daily Mail commissioned a game hunter by the name of... (laughs) Man's name is Marmaduke Wetherell. Or just Duke to his pals, I think. I suppose. (laughs) And his... (laughs) Sorry, Marmaduke just sounds like a fucking shite name. No offence if we have any Marmadukes listening, um, you are loved, you are valid, you are appreciated, just maybe not as much as you would be in real life by this podcast. And <laughs> Duke's- <laughs> sorry. Duke's job was to find the Loch Ness Monster, because he's a game hunter. The Daily Mail put two and two together and thought, I, Marmaduke Witherell, or just Duke, is the guy to do this. I'm so sorry, I can't stop laughing about that. However, much time passed and Duke's findings included footprints of a powerful, soft-footed animal about 20 feet long. However, zoologists at the Natural History Museum found that the tracks were made with an umbrella stand or ashtray that had a hippo leg as a base. I personally can't visualise that, but hopefully you guys can. I wasn't able to find any images of the findings, even though I do believe photography was invented at this time, but we move. Therefore, our man's Marmaduke was found to be a liar and the findings were part of a hoax. Even though Duke's findings were, you know, part of a hoax, part of a grander scheme, if you will, this only motivated people to find out more proof of Ness's existence. And I want to just retract my statement from about two minutes ago when I said 1933 was a cultural reset. No, no, no. Because 1974, nope, fuck's sakes, 1934 really just came for 1933's place and said, oh, she passed away? Oh, oh. Because 1934 is a cultural reset. And I know I said about a lot of things, said it two minutes ago, but this is true. Hopefully, I'll have posted the iconic surgeon's photo on my Instagram, at Haunted Highlands, if you haven't got it by now. And you can see this image because this image, the surgeon's photo as it's dubbed, literally went international. 
The photo of the dino creature of slender means was taken by a gynecologist, Robert Wilson, hence why it's referred to as the surgeon's photo. The photo was actually edited by London Mail newspaper and changed the way Nessie was seen forever. This photo ignited something never, see- never again seen in cryptozoology history and it sent tourists from all over the world to the Highlands to try and catch a look-see at Nessie. I just want to say while I remember, I was so proud when I wrote that dino of slender means joke. Um, don't know if you find it funny, but shout out to all my advanced higher English girlies um, who studied Muriel Spark, who hopefully will get that reference. Thank you so much. And that one's for you. Anyways, at the time, this is all anyone needed. This being the photo, the surgeon's photo, was all anyone needed to see proof of the Loch Ness Monster and that there was a Loch Ness Monster. They fit descriptions of previous sightings and the ancient carvings. However, marine biologists deduced that it was a picture of a... Excuse my pronunciation. Ple... Ple... Plesiosaurus... Fuck's sakes. P-L-E-S-I-O-S-A-U-R. Do with that what you will. I'm a bit dumb. And that... The P-sor, we're going to refer to as that... P-Sor was a marine reptile that went extinct 65.5 million years ago. So the hype kind of died, but not really. So fast forward to the years 1987 and 2003, kind of in between that very substantial time frame, I will admit, sonar explorations became a thing. Now sonar exploration includes using sound waves to see what's in the water. Within this time frame, there were more sightings, pictures, and evidence than ever before, but all those pieces were found to be fake or edited. After nearly 2,000 years of kind of lacking in research and, you know, evidence of our aquatic dino pal, 2018 was the year Neil Jamel, a geneticist from the University of Otago, decided, hey, let's just use some environmental DNA. And... I'm not going to explain that because it sounds self-explanatory, but also I don't want people who study science to just really come at me because I'm way too insecure for that and I cannot take criticism in any form. So yeah. So it kind of started in 2018, as I said, and the research kind of is heartbreaking, but we'll read it anyways. So research proved that organisms, that is organisms, lived in the water and (laughs) this kind of kills me inside and this is why I kind of hated researching this um they also found that there were no large animals in the water period periodic table periodicity and Nessie (laughs) this is so sad is probably just a large eel just pouring out for the boys f in the chat a moment of silence for everyone's hopes and dreams how have we all recovered from that absolute devastation i can't tell if i'm being sarcastic or not because obviously i researched and wrote this so i already knew so i've had to live with this for the past like two weeks so my my sincerest apologies please don't sue me but hey some more fun facts or some fun evidence coming at you from around this time last year when Operation Deep Scan, led by Adrian Shine, began. <laughs> I will say, 
I know we've had some pretty quirky names in the podcast today, or tonight even, but Adrian Shine, he kind of just be out here hitting different. And I think I kind of want Adrian Shine to be like my new drag name, Miss Shine, if you're nasty. And with a name like Operation Deep Scan, also a possible drag name. <laughs> I need to stop. Operation Deep Scan, you know, it sounds like optimistic and professional, kind of like a Mission Impossible, but for Nessie. But, you know, as you could probably tell, dear listener, the DNA evidence ruins kind of every single theory. Did you know that about 400,000 people go to Loch Ness each year? And we all know those figures will have dropped significantly. I mean, no thanks to Miss Rona, but that is what she's done. Even with these large numbers of people going to catch a glimpse of Nessie, seeing something is actually pretty rare, according to Gary Campbell, the creator of the Loch Ness Loch Ness Loch Ness Monster Sightings Registry. It's kind of a downgrade from Adrian Shine, Gary Campbell, but no, no, no disrespect, King. We love you. Thanks for this info. So Gary created the registry with his wife Kathy in 1996. Since then, there have been oh, this is an annoying, ugh, annoying number. 1,111 reported sightings that have been like kind of plausible. The sighting that Gary saw in March of 1996 triggered him to create his own registry since, even though there have been like thousands of reports and sightings since, say, Columba in the fucking 500s, apparently no one thought of writing these sightings down or something along those lines. Here is Gary's story. This small black hump came out of the water about a quarter of a mile away. Then it happened again. And that's on period. That's literally all the fucking story is. (laughs) That's so funny. But this was obviously more than enough proof that Gary needed to, you know, create a whole registry. And we love that. We love someone with passion and drive. Anyways. So, in saying this, Gary says only about a third of reports actually get written up since sightings are mostly dive birds or boats. The sightings that are on the registry aren't even particularly monstrous. He states, We never say it's a Loch Ness monster, rather that it's something unexplained in the Loch Ness. He also just casually throws out that Nessie and Loch Ness brings in about mm, a wee cheeky £41 million to Scotland's economy. And... So you can already tell my wee pea-sized brain can't fathom that number, but just know it's a fucking lot. I'm going to take you on a slight detour from this. And just because this next part isn't particularly insightful, I just kind of want to bring it up. And because I saw on Twitter today that it was about the one-year anniversary of when this whole thing happened. So let me just bring this to your attention. So, a couple months before Operation Deep Scan happened in July of 2019, a viral Facebook post caught the attention of about hmm, a shy 50,000 people and a fair few of my, of my mutual friends. I'm sure you'll all vaguely remember Storm Area 51, in which people flocked to Area 51 in America to raid and find evidence of aliens, etc. Well, Brian Richards decided to, and I quote, the time is now for us to find that big boy. And if you can't tell, this is about Storm Loch Ness, which 
people, I think one person told me about it and then I don't actually know if it happened. I kind of just ignored it and didn't care as I do most things. And if you're still interested, the page is still active. When it first launched, 18,000 people said they would attend and about 38,000 were interested. Currently, 78,500 are still interested. And as I said, I'm not sure if the event actually happened because the Facebook doesn't tell me much. Maybe I didn't click on the right thing and that's on me and that's on period. If you did attempt to storm Loch Ness, please let me know. I just am so interested, you know, in saying this. I only kind of got most of this information from a news report in which there are so many people from Loch Ness, like officials being like, please don't. And I don't really know what happened after that, but... Yes, if you did Sorum Loch Ness, please let me know. Kind of wish I went, if it did actually happen. The absolute latest news that we have for the search for Nessie comes from Steve Chalice. Another, I mean, Chalice is kind of like a cool last name, but hey, I don't know since when this episode turned into me just absolutely, I mean, for lack of a better term, roasting the shit out of people's names. Because, yeah, Megan Shields just doesn't really have the same ring but hey we move so steve chalice on the 23rd of june thought he saw a big fish and that's in quotes because he said that and this big fish was about 2.5 meters or 6.56 feet long allegedly i mean i say the numbers are there but i just don't know if that's the right numbers because i worked this out myself and i'm insecure about my math abilities but that's another traumatic story for another time I wasn't able to actually find the picture he took, but it was debunked shortly after it was posted to Twitter by a longtime Nessie auntie by the name of Ronald Watson. I'll let that name sink in because he definitely sounds like a Tory. And that's kind of all I have on him because seriously, this man has spent a lot of fucking time on Nessie. He's written like a shy couple books on Nessie and it's non-existence, which must be fucking great with grandkids. I know I've said it like a bajillion times this episode already, but like Nessie kind of was a cultural reset. And, you know, while I was doing a lot of research, it's kind of the most research I think I've ever done for a podcast. I kind of doubt that it shows, but I'm proud of this. But my original point when I was doing research for this, um, what kind of shocked me was how many movie adaptations there were of the Loch Ness Monster. I think I've seen one, but by God, there are too damn many for a monster that doesn't really even exist, as we've discussed at length, and kind of kills me. Um, so let's just, I mean, I wish we could sit down and watch them, but let's not. We're all far too busy for that. So kind of just in order we have the water horse the water giant Loch Ness Loch Ness terror incident at Loch Ness the ballad of Nessie Nessie and me not to be confused with Marley and me of course and of course Scooby-Doo and the Loch Ness monster they all sound so original and fun the only one I probably would have seen was the water horse and all I remember from that was being like seven and it was very dark and gloomy and fucking sad as you could tell 
because the water for yeah no we're not gonna get into that other trauma but let me know if you've seen any of these and your thoughts this was a completely irrelevant section you didn't need to know any of this but it's in my brain now and i can't stop thinking about these movies so fucking sucks for you you have to listen to me and what i say is i will just cave and watch all these and i don't want to do that and i know i just thought these were funny so take that as you will kind of love how scotland is known for things like braveheart maybe swearing yes and mythical dinosaur water creature also known as nessie as we've discussed at length but I think it's which I think is fitting for us. And you can probably tell, this brings us to the end of the podcast episode. I apologize, kind of, that this episode is a lot longer than the others, but, and you know, most of that was filmed with me waffling and rambling. But hey, we move. What did you guys expect? Actual quality content? Bollocks. Absolute bollocks. And this episode was different, as you could probably tell, because we usually focus on like murder and myths and shit so nessie's kind of wholesome kind of you know soul crushing but wholesome we'll we'll stick to the positives here posy vibes only and i'll see you in two weeks and until then may your mondays be murderous your tuesdays be twisted your wednesdays be weird your thursdays be theorized your fridays be freaky in more ways than one your saturdays be spooky and your sundays be spellbinding oh there's other people living in this flat just now. I need to just take I'm on a 10, I need to get down to a 2. And with that, I bid you good night and a wonderful, spooky rest of your Saturday. I've been Megan and I will see you in two weeks. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Maybe the real ghosts were the friends you made along the way. As always, I've been Megan. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope to see you here next spooky Saturday. Be there or be scared.